This episode of Tales of the Voidfair is brought to you by all the awesome patrons over on the Project Derailed Patreon. If you are a fan of this show or any of the other podcasts we create here at Project Derailed, you can join this legion of elite champions yourself over at patreon.com slash projectderailed. A single $5 subscription tier gets you access to patron-exclusive channels on our Discord, extended Q&A episodes, and a whole patron-exclusive podcast, Derailed Off the Rails. Thank you, everyone, for your support. We wouldn't be able to do it without you. Previously on Tales of the Void Pharaoh. Guys? Who's that? I'm a scout. They know I'm here. They will come looking for me. Who knows? Kazath. You let that scout go back to Kazath's group. You're just going to trust that he's not going to tell him that we're here. He may shift focus on us now. If you want to be upset with me about this, that's your decision. And you see two wolves standing on the other side of the bridge. Frost giants get out massive stone clubs and start trying to bash down the supports of the bridge. Oh. This is the first time we're recording since Spelljammer is actually confirmed. Wow. Wow. Can't believe We've... Wizards of the Coast copied us. <laughs> stole our ideas. Pretty shitty. They'll be here yeah. tomorrow. And they, they announced it with a with a space shanty and like we did that shit like a year ago. Well, let's say what if, we uh, pretty lightly. I was never invited to be on the space shanty, so <laughs> I don't know if it was well we. the brand. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> I am but a piece of the brand, as I've always said. The brand. <laughs> uh, I did have to laugh. It was really funny that they announced all of the new like Spelljammer playable races, and Doar is not one of them. No, it's still oh. ours. They're in the new Spelljammer, but they're just like NPC stat blocks, uh, monster stat blocks. They hate saker specifically well or maybe so, they they think that nobody else can do it just as well as i do so mm, they said let's uh, not even try okay. that makes more sense right the sacrifice that saker is willing to make yeah no i'm totally okay with it i am i am and remain special i'm fine with that <laughs> that's all you ever wanted yeah and i mean it it doesn't i mean as i you know reveal later on that uh that flapwing has been a whatever the fuck the ooze thing is the whole time oh plasmoid you all if you're not actually an elder brain you were actually a plasmoid the that's whole time. correct yeah i've just been a little slurpy in the shape of a, a penguin <laughs> adorable yeah yeah so now that we've got that very untimely timely for now <laughs> but if people are not going to listen to this until like a month after the spelljammer <laughs> announcement because time is weird in content creation <laughs> yeah actually we record these the day before they go up but we just didn't hear about it until like right then uh, we just right. yeah. yeah 
This is actually live. This is live. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you're listening to this, that is when we're recording it. Yes. Whenever you and hit play, we're just waiting for you to hit play on iTunes. If you re-listen to it, we have to read these scripts again. <laughs> it's so annoying. <laughs> Sucks. I hate podcasting. Four in the morning. It's like, oh shit, somebody's listening on Spotify. Everybody get to your stations. <laughs> I used to think that that was the way NES games worked. I used to think that all the bad guys were controlled by someone far away. And whenever I was playing, they had to. I was stupid. Let me just, uh, this whole story can be... <laughs> Summed up with, I was a dumb little child. <laughs> you're a, you're adorable little child. That is adorable. I had sort of the opposite experience playing Journey when I played, uh-huh. where I thought that they were uh, that they were like little computer control guys. So I just sure. like kept tricking them into like jumping off of cliffs and stuff. Wow. And I didn't play that game right. Is the is the moral of that story? <laughs> what, a, what a piece of shit. Nicely done. <laughs> Speaking of pieces of shit, let's play dungeon. No, uh, wait, <laughs> uh, uh-oh. I'll take it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, if I recall, you guys are in mortal peril. <laughs> yeah, <Yay. laughs> debatable. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, you're stuck on a bridge, and that bridge is being assaulted currently. So cool. Um, shall we find out what happens? We can skip ahead, maybe six months or so. <laughs> oh, that's, how weird! That, that how weird so of a fun. storytelling decision would that be? <laughs> I'm I'm willing to give it a shot. Yeah, we just hard cut to you guys just sitting in a tavern and like, and that's what happened. Man, wasn't that wild? <laughs> Literally take the uh, tell don't show approach to storytelling here. Exactly. Yeah, the the tried and true narrative tradition. <laughs> so. Anyway, you guys were on your way from the Order of the Rift Centuries to the Catacomb District of the Lyceum Aconis, this massive Kratorian library city, when on your path you encountered some very large doggos, large, white-furred, dire-wolf-looking creatures that you were able to identify as winter wolves and it became quickly apparent that these wolves were working with the frost giants trying to fight your way past a couple of the wolves you were driven back into this covered stone bridge and trapped between two groups of wolves and below two frost giants spot you and begin trying to knock out the supports of this bridge. So, I believe we are still in the thick of initiative. You guys are basically kind of grouped now in the middle of the bridge, and Rinzar is going to look to kind of the group at large and say, well, um, do we have a plan? No. (laughs) Can't we just go? You you see that there are these large grizzly bear-sized white wolves with mystical piercing blue eyes uh, on either end of this Front and back, I forgot. Yeah. Yep. Front and back. Uh, How far is it down? So you guys... uh, Oh, to the ground? Yeah. Uh, I I believe... I believe I said it was like 30 feet. Well, that's an option, I guess. Um... Yeah, 30 uh, feet. No no plan. Um, Ravnus... Uh, this is a battle. What do we do? We fight. <laughs> all, all of them? 
If we can clear a path, then maybe we can escape through a hole that we can create. They know that we're here now, so they know what direction we're going. So we have to keep fighting and hope that we make it. Um, Nick, how many direwol- or how many wolves are at the uh, each end? Just one? Uh, you can see two on each end, each end. Uh, but you know that there was at least one more on the way, on the direction you were originally going, the, the direction you were retreating from. But you okay. didn't see the third one. You heard it on the way. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I mean, I have no idea what to tell Rinzar. I'm just referring to, deferring to, to Ravnus. So he is going to kind of like post up in a defensive stance uh, with his back to the rest of you and kind of prepare to attack anything that comes within his range. Uh, Marco and Ravnus, it's your turn. Whichever one of you would like to go first. Um, a, I would like to remind our dear Ravnus that you have foresight cast on you. So keep that Oh, yeah, you can see everything. Oh, that's right. Oh, cool. I am excited for this utilitarian spell, so I'm, like, here for it. Let's go. Uh, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Fiona, do you uh, remember everything that does? I have it written down. Um, cannot be surprised. Disadvantage for attacks against me. Advantage on attacks, ability checks, and saving throws. Cool, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have, do, does um, Marco have, like, a thing he wants to do? Because Ravnus is going to just, like, run forward and attack uh, the direwolves. Um, I think Marco would say, so I think maybe we c- maybe if I could use my flaming sphere or fireball, we could at least push them aside so we could run through the center. But that's not an ideal plan. It might be our best shot right now. Oh, wait. Um, I have an idea. Uh, I will wait until my turn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so I think I'm going to look to Ravnus and say, I'll cast the fireball first and then you can charge afterwards. All right. So yeah, I will go ahead and cast fireball, um, just at a third level spell. No, 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 no. Oh. On, where are you casting fireball? Um, I would cast it, hmm. Because you have wolves to the left, wolves to the right, and giants below. And here I am, stuck in the middle with all of you. Yeah. <laughs> Volleyed and so, thundered. Ooh, actually, I might change this up. Um, Yeah, I'm actually going to change this up, because I was just thinking, I look at my other spells here. Okay. Um, I'm going to change it up, still targeting the same wolves. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cast slow on them. Okay. Uh, To try to slow them down so they, they can't exactly do as much. So, yeah, they are going to need to make me wisdom saving throws. Okay. Uh, The first one was a 9, and the second one is a 12. A 9 and 12, so they both failed. Okay. Um, The effect of target speed is half. This is a place of choice within a 40-foot cube range, so this, this is going to encompass both of them. Um, okay. So, yeah, a negative 2 penalty to AC and dexterity mm-hmm. saving throws. They cannot use their reactions. Um, and on its turn, they can either take an action or a bonus action, but not both. Okay. Um, and at the end of their turn, they do get a chance to break the effect. Okay. So yeah, um, well, let's let's change up the strategy here. So I'm going to slow them down to give Ravnus more of a chance to, to take us some swings. So yeah. Sure. 
in the middle here, you glance back at the wolves that you fled from and unleash the spell and you could see like the rippling like slightly like blue tinted energy kind of encompass them this dunamantic power and it almost appears that in that space these wolves are now moving like in slow motion like even even the way their fur is moving on their body and it just looks like through that lens they are now slowed like time just is moving slower for them uh ravenous um, yeah, she's going to go attack the, uh, charge ahead and attack the direwolves. Okay. The ones that Marco slowed? Yes, because that, that was the plan, as I understood it, correct? That yep. they would be slowed so that, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, Ravenous, you can double back to the first one, um, and get there just with your movement. Um, it, it will use all 30 feet of your movement, though. Oakley dokley. Doesn't she have extra movement for some reason right now? Maybe not. I might be full of shit. You you used your psi powered leap on a previous round. That might be it. Well, I'm glad I have that advantage. Um, so that is twelve and seven is nineteen. Oh yeah, super hits. Okay. Yeah, you hit it square, and it, it sees the attack coming and begins to start dodging. But it does look like it is moving in jello. Good deal. Um, seven and three is 10 plus another one for the psionic damage. So 11 total? 11 total for my first attack. Okay. And for my next trick, I rolled the exact same thing. Uh, that's 19 to hit. Okay. That, that still hits. I roll the same <laughs> thing on both dice. Oh. Oh, motherfucker. Oh my gosh. Mother shit. Um, six and se- <laughs> six and seven is thirteen plus another one for the psionic damage. All right, so fourteen total. Yeah, he's a little bit beat up from before, um, but as he put two big new gashes in him, which it is weird because like even the blood is coming out like in slow motion. Weird. These are to the the wolves ahead of us, correct? Or the ones behind us? The ones, well, because you moved, you went into like the other side and then had to retreat back. So it was the ones that you were engaged with previously. Got it. So is that is that all? Uh, That's my turn. All righty then. Ezerath uh, will follow your lead, Ravnus, and run up behind you and is actually seeing that like you seem to have that one under control is going to like take a step to the one side and punch the other one. And that one will hit. Seven bludgeoning and three psionic. And another punch. Oh, she has advantage. Yeah. Yeah, because that one slowed too. So, okay. Uh, So then second, uh, eight more damage. Merrick is going to look to Flapwing. You had a plan? Flapwing, you at this point can say your plan if 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 you'd like. Uh, I'm gonna say, I mean, yeah, just follow me. I'm gonna do the only thing I know how to do. Okay. Uh, then Merrick will wait to follow your lead. Great. Okay, Winter Wolves time. So, the starting with the slowed ones, the one in front of you, Ravnus, is gonna try to bite you. Disadvantage. Yep. 16? Nope. Okay. And then the other one is going to bite Ezerath and miss as well. So 
the two wolves on the other side are going to advance, crossing the bridge 50 feet. Oh, yeah. They're basically going to close the gap all the way to get to the group that is standing, like, in the middle of the bridge. So that means, actually, the first one is going to breathe cold breath all over everybody standing there. So that's nice. going to be everybody except Ezerath and Ravness. <laughs> what are we rolling, Tex? You need to make a dexterity saving throw. What if we instead didn't do that and like did something else that's intelligence-based? Mm. Uh, no. <laughs> I hear you, and I decline. <laughs> uh, 18. Uh, you succeed. Uh, 8. Uh, you fail. I thought so. All right. Marco, you're taking 18 cold damage. Okay. And Flapwing, you are taking... You have resistance cold, right? That's correct. Okay. So you would be taking nine and then halved again to five. And then Merrick is going to fail. He takes 18 cool damage. My He's baby. not a happy camper. Scriv is going to succeed and take nine cool damage. Roxana is going to succeed. And she only takes five because she also has cold resistance. Then who else is over there? Rinzar. Rinzar fails. Rinzar takes 18. Brohane, uh, did I get Brohane? No, I didn't. Uh, Brohane succeeds and takes nine. Okay, so then the other wolf is going to run up and attack Roxana because I think she was the one that was the closest on that side. Definitely going to hit and does 11 piercing damage to Roxana and she needs to make a strength save and succeeds. So the wolf runs up and bites her hard in her thigh and then attempts to actually like pull her off of her feet, but she widens her stance and resists. Okay. So now it is Brohane's turn. Brohane's going to reach into his alchemist pouch and pull out a orange vial and chuck it at the first of these new wolves that approached. It needs to make a save and it fails. So it's going to take 11 fire damage. You hear two loud cracks and the entire bridge shakes as it appears that the giants have continued trying to knock out the supports beneath the bridge. Actually, how many attacks did they get? Oh, they get two. So then you hear two more. Crack, crack. The entire bridge shaking with each blow. Roxana is going to attack a wolf and hit it. The one that bit her naturally. 15 points of damage. All right, Flapway. Well, this is a... Uh, you know what metagaming is, of course, right? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to do that. Um, because for some reason in my brain, these were just big wolves. And that meant dire wolves. And I was like, I think I can do this. So I'm oh, going to try... The and... animal friendship? Oh, sure. I'm gonna... Well, we established the... last episode that they are, in fact, monstrosities. And this does not work. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yep, that it came yeah. up last episode. Mm, <laughs> I should probably listen to the episodes before I do this. <laughs> a great idea, Saker. Mm -hmm. Like, A+. Plus. Mm -hmm. I asked Saker beat you to it. Mm -hmm. He sure did. <laughs> I was wondering if that was going to be the thing. Of course. That's, that's the one thing I know how to do. Well, now I'm going to look like an idiot with Merrick. Um... <laughs> Because I told Merrick's, him. Merrick's looking at you expectantly. <laughs> uh, so, um, <laughs> here's what I'm going to do. 
<laughs> um, I'm going to change my um, I'm going to change my shift weave tunic uh, to its third outfit, of course, uh, which is just a huge fur coat. <laughs> uh, I'm going to okay. get down on all fours, and uh, I am going to slowly slink past the winter wolves to the other side of the bridge. <laughs> I am but one of you wolves. I don't think I could let that go without Marco saying, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Marco! A penguin in wolf's clothing. <laughs> <laughs> Name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, make, make a deception check with Absolutely disadvantage. Absolutely, I will. <laughs> Alrighty, there we go. With disadvantage, come on, Nick. Well, <laughs> don't that be a hard be, ass. That would be a six, but I am, of course, lucky. So I'm going to spend one of my luck points to re-roll okay. this before I know the result. So let's putting the luck in luck beak. That's right. Okay. Well, that's going to be a sixteen. <laughs> no, seven, seventeen with my stone. Honestly, better than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let me roll some dice now. Okie doke. <laughs> 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 okay, so here's the question. I'm, are you trying to get past the ones that are I'm attacking the group? Getting past Cause the- Because Ravnus, Ravnus and Ezra went the other way. Yeah, I'm getting past the unharmed ones, the ones the way we, we were going originally. Well, the ones that are harmed were the ones- in the direction you were going originally. You engaged them and then had to back up. Oh. Back onto the bridge. You crossed the bridge, encountered the wolves, fought them, and then retreated back onto the bridge and got stuck. Got you. Okay, well then I- Because wolves were coming up behind you. Right. Ravnus and Ezerath are fighting the ones that you were engaged with before. I want to go forward. So the ones coming up behind you have now advanced onto the bridge and are like right on your butt. Forward, not back. You're, so you're going to follow, like, yeah. uh, Ravnus and Ezra. Actually, the din of combat. Take back my disadvantage, you fool. <laughs> no, that's actually worse. Oh, no. You okay. get that's worse, right? <laughs> no, they're, they're way less apt to know that I'm not a, win a winter wolf. They're so taken aback with all this Ravnus. There's combat happening on both sides. So yeah, that's, that's, kind that's of fair. One way that's half, that's fair. You just have to run 30 feet first for the other way. Okay. Well, I run as a wolf. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm just going to use those rolls that I made just mm -hmm. for these wolves now. Sure. So the one that's engaged with Ravnus actually doesn't even give you a second glance. Hell yeah. And you see that one, and you see it see you, but it's like bleeding and preoccupied and also in slow motion. And then you, you kind of like smirk to yourself as you think you're going to get past. And then. Don't phrase it like that. <laughs> doesn't get attacks of opportunity because they're both slowed. Yeah. But you do see the other one who is engaged with Ezerath now looking directly at you with its teeth there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You're welcome, by the way. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I tried. And, and and meanwhile, Merrick watches you kind of, like, change your clothes <laughs> magically, <laughs> bound off on all fours, and he's just like, what the fuck? 
Uh, so this was Merrick's fault for not blending in with me. If we were a pack, I would have been a lot less noticeable. Oh, Merrick didn't follow you yet. He needs to do that. Oh, good. Like... Oh, he's still well. Good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing. So you're now up, like, basically next to Ravnus and Ezerath. That's as far as you can get. And at least one of these wolves has you in its sights. Was it was it an action to do my shift weave? Uh, what does it say in the description of the item? I didn't write it down. Hang on. Uh, bonus action. Bonus action. Uh, so, so you still have an action. I see that. I see the guy clocking me. Uh huh. And I'm like, oh man. Um. All right. Well, and then I spring upwards with my um my gambler's blade and slash him across the face. <laughs> nice. Uh, what was the bonus you selected for all the gambler's blade this it's, morning? Baby, it's all or nothing all the time. It's a plus three. Plus three. Okay. <laughs> okay, so. Living dangerously. Living very dangerously. Uh, so that is a 16 to hit. That will hit. Hooray. So... So there, you see the slow motion look of surprise on the wolf's face. Not because it wasn't expecting an attack to come from you. Well, not that it wasn't expecting, like, not that it thought you were friendly. It just didn't think you were a threat. <laughs> yeah. This is all the element of surprise. Don't worry. This is all a plan the whole time. Uh, I'm going to spring up, and I'm going to say, um, nice to meet, wolf. And then I'm going to realize that's not a pun. Uh, but uh, it's not going to affect me as I do 10 damage to it. Okay. <laughs> Flapwing, the ultimate drunken master. <laughs> like, Because <laughs> that's all this is. Oh, it's 100%, just like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So it is Scriv's turn. Oh, Merrick is really, really hurt. So Scriv is going to heal Merrick. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Merrick is going to heal nine hit points. Back up to Rinzar. Uh, he's going to pivot and help out Roxana and attack the one that hasn't been hit yet. Oh, it, well, it, it got hit by Brohane's thing, but it's definitely the one that's the best off so far. So he's going to, ooh, natural one. That's going to miss. Second punch. Also going to miss. Rinzar is flustered as fuck. He can't hit anything. Uh, it no. is Ravnus and Marco's turn. Okay. Uh, uh. Should Ravnus go, or did Marco have something? Um, I think mine is going to be more like utilitarian. I'm keeping slow up, and I have some other things to check, but beyond that, yeah, punch away. Swing away. All right. Marco um, the Utila Mage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's going to swing her sword at the at the puppy. Okay. A natural 20. Ooh! Um, uh, yeah, that hits. All right. Um, so that is going to be motherfucker. Um, seven and two is nine plus six psionic damage, which means my psionic die goes down to a D4. Tapping yourself out. I know. It was, it was already down to a D6. Motherfuck. You should still have your recharge for the day, I think. Probably. I think you could do that once per day where you could do Yeah, reset, it's a bonus. So I might do that after this next one. Oh, sure. Um, so what was the total? Uh, uh, nine and six is 15. 15. Uh, how do you want to do this? 
Oh, and I had already rolled really good for the other one. Um, she is going to um, swinging her sword with her um, blast of like psionic purple flames coming off of it, um, come down on the direwolf and like manage to behead it. And you can see like as the two parts of it separate, those like a uh, purple flame sort of lingering for a second um, as she then like turns and looks at the other one. Hell yeah. Yeah, you leap, and uh, as your your sword is coming down mid-swing, the purple flames wreath it, and it just cleaves through its neck, which is weird to see because your sword goes clean through, and the burst of purple light kind of ripples through its body, but its body and its head and the blood coming out of it are falling in slow motion from Marco's slow spell. And then after like a half second, the spell dissipates as the creature dies and then <laughs> collapses on the floor at normal speed. Um, can I get to the other one? Yep. You could step five feet and get to it. Can I keep my roll that I did before when I thought I was rolling against the other yep. one still? Okay. Yep. Totally. So that is 18 and nine is 27. I think I think you got it. I yeah. think you hit it. A little um, bit. It was close, but you got a it. A little bit. <laughs> and then eight and seven is 15 plus another one. So 16 total. And then for my bonus, I'm going to go back up to my D8. That one's looking rough, too. Cranked. Yeah, so with your bonus action, you you feeling the psionic energy within you, like, dissipate. Your body uh, strains from just the expenditure of energy. You take a second to recenter yourself, and you feel that psionic energy bubble forth again, and you feel rejuvenated, the power growing within you once more. All right. Marco. All right, so at first, so I'm keeping slow up for the time being. Um, can I make a perception check to see if there are more wolves coming back from the opposite direction? From the opposite direction? Or from the, sorry, the direction that we were going to begin with, went past the wolves I've slowed. You know that there is already one. Okay. But you haven't uh, seen it. You haven't seen it get to the top of the stairwell yet. There is, there is a chance it was caught in your slow as well. Okay. But you haven't seen it. I'm going to move forward 30 feet and try to look down and see if there's any other ones coming. Um, so you would be moving up to Ravnus, which is Ravnus is like at the mouth of the bridge. So you'd have to move through the room to get to the top of the stairs. So you would have to move again to get there. Okay, so I'm going to keep slow up. Yeah, I'm going to I'll go ahead and double move to see if I can get there, if I can see it. Yeah. So, you kind of like pivoting yourself through the room, shimmying around these wolves that are moving in slow motion and don't have any way to actually Well, the one is dead. The other one is still in slow motion and doesn't have any way to actually react to you. But like you shimmy past Ezeras Ezeras Ezerath and Ravnus and Luckbeak and this other wolf and managed to get over to cross that room to the top of the staircase and you look down there and you do see about 10 feet down another wolf on the way up. <laughs> okay. So and it is slowed. It is slowed. Oh, okay. Do I see any more than just one? You don't. But okay. it is a spiral staircase so you like lose line of sight pretty quickly. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Well, that's my turn. I double move. So I'm going to ponder upon this Okay, sounds good. Ezerath's turn. She's gonna punch the slowed puppy, and she hits it. Six points of damage, plus three psionic. Oh, yeah. So, um, just as you uh, took out that first one, Ravnus, Ezerath, not to be outdone, uh, places a fist squarely under the 
wolf's jaw and there's a burst of purple lights not dissimilar to the one on your sword and this wolf recoils backward in slow motion and then collapses quickly in a heap stealing my kills (laughs) (laughs) leaving leaving Ravnus Ezerath and Flapwing standing there in the room with Marco a few steps away at the top of the stairs. Merrick is going to run over. <laughs> Merrick's going to get to the doorway and be like, Oh, did you get them all already? Um, and that's all he'll do because that's all he can do. <laughs> and But with that, the slowed wolf gets to the top of the stairs. It's still moving in slow motion, but uh, is within range to attack Marco. That's rude of it. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Uh, it has its breath weapon. So everybody in this room, make another saving throw. <sighs> Could you fucking not? <laughs> oh, natural one. Woohoo. Never mind on this day. Um, Non-natural 20. Okay. So you're only taking nine cold damage. So Flopwing, you would take 18, but it's half the nine. Oh, nice. Ravnus, what'd you get? 17. So you succeed. So you only take nine points of cold damage. Ezerath failed, takes 18, but she's still doing okay. She's been hit full blast with both of these breath weapons. Um, and Merrick succeeded, actually, which is nine points. That's just exactly how much Scriv healed him for. <laughs> <laughs> Merrick's like, oh, come on! <laughs> um, the other wolves are going to attack your companions in the back. Yeah, you just heal fighting, you know, 30 feet behind you and can't really make out exactly what's going on but nobody's dying (laughs) okay then you hear another big crack and the whole bridge shakes and another big crack and the bridge shakes again and then a third and you hear a crumbling sound and a section of the bridge noticeably like drop like a couple feet and cracks begin to form it looks like one of the supports has been taken out alright flapping um, does it look like there's a way through right now? I mean, I'm going to be taking an attack of opportunity, I'm sure. Uh, there's now a wolf standing at the top of the stairs, and the stairs are more narrow than the bridge was, mm. so the wolf is, like, at the top of the stairs, like, right in Marco's face. Marco, you, like, miraculously, like, dropped into a fetal position to dodge most of that attack, because it was, like, <laughs> point blank. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Hmm. Here's what I will do. Um, I already used my grip point. I'm used up. Uh, I will instead. Um, gosh, I, I guess I'll just uh, take a shot at the wolf at the end of the bridge. Okay. Yeah. For lack of anything. The the one the one that's right like at the top of the stairs in front of you guys. Correct. Okay. That would be a fourteen. That will hit it. Hey. Because it is slowed. But it also hasn't been hit yet. I see. Uh, this is the newest arrival to the fight. Let's do nine damage. Yep. So, yeah, you see your bullet just kind of embed itself in its haunch, and the blood spurts out in slow motion, which is weird to see. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I am going to uh, pop my second wind as well, uh, just sure. because I'm feeling hurt and scared. <laughs> okay, I regain. Yeah. You remember you remember Locke's teachings and uh you managed to muster up some some courage to continue fighting. Yeah, 11 HP. Yep. Not bad. All right. So, at this point, you guys hear the giants sh- shout 
start shouting something, and you hear other voices distant. Oh my god. But you can't see what's happening from in this room. Um, but it seems to be something something is occurring out below the bridge. Can we get a, can I get as an empathetic person who reads people for a living a sense on whether it's like, yo bro, come join us, or whether it's like, holy shit, we're being attacked down here. Like is it panicked or is you know what I mean? Yeah, make an insight check. Okay. Um I got a uh, thirteen. Thirteen. Hard to say. Because it did like kind of feel like a war cry. Okay. Um, it definitely wasn't, didn't sound like more giants. Okay, okay. And the giants seem to be reacting to whatever it is. Mm, interesting. Okay. Yep. Cool. <laughs> All right, Marco and Ravnus. Um, you still got the big big bad wolf right in front of you, Marco, at the top of the stairs. Uh, Ravnus, do you want to go or you want me to go? I can go. Uh, I think that she was going to rush in and try to attack that wolf if she can make it there. Uh, yeah, you can get there. Okay, so she's going to swing her sword for a 28 to yeah, hit. I, a little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. So that is 11 slashing damage plus 2 um, psionic. Alrighty. And for my next trick... <laughs> that is pretty good still. Uh, 25 to hit. And 4 and 7 is 11 regular damage and another 6 psionic. Nice. Big psionic hit. Cool. Boom. Yeah. So you put two gashes in it. The blood kind of bubbles out in slow motion in a trajectory to the ground in that very weird time-displaced way. I'm running out of ways to describe it, but it's cool. So it. <laughs> it's real slow. <laughs> it's molasses um. in the air. Uh. <laughs> um, oh, are you done, Ravnus? Or? Yeah, I'm done. I thought you were about to ask okay. Nick if he was done describing. <laughs> Nick, are you done? Each Nick, individual done drop yet? hits the ground. Nick, hurry the shit up. <laughs> we got places to be today. Come on. Um, I'm painting a picture. <laughs> <laughs> um, how does the wolf look that is currently slow? It's still looking decent. It would not be what I would describe as bloody, despite all the blood. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the case, I'm going to look to Ravnus and say, are you okay? Do you have it? I've got it, I think. Well, now I'm facing a conundrum here, because um, if I drop slow, all of my spells have a level of like, I need to have distance or I don't kill myself. Because <laughs> um, even Ice Knife will explode on me. So, hmm. All right, so I'm going to keep it up. And the best I can do is disengage away from the wolf and try to back up. Yeah, you could do that easily. Yeah. you have the, the whole room to do that. Yeah, I will. Um, all right, so I'm going to keep up slow um, since I have no reason to drop it. Um, and I'm just going to disengage, backpedal. 30 feet into the room. Sounds good. Do you, do you still have an action? or Wouldn't disengage take my action? Well, you don't need to disengage. It can't take reactions. Oh, I thought I was with the... Oh, yeah, that's right. It was slowed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this bad boy is slow. Never mind. Back up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, no. N now this is a problem. Um, I forgot that it was also <laughs> slowed. All right, so I'm just going to back up 30 feet and fireball the motherfucker. There you go. <laughs> so you... you mm, Ravnus is still standing next to it. 
Oh, fuck Ravnus. It's fine. <laughs> well, that's why I asked Ravnus point blank, that. are you okay? Oh, wait. Ravnus is next to this wolf. Yes. I okay. thought you meant could Ravnus like kill the wolf? And she's like, yeah, sure. Okay, that's what so I thought, like, too. I'm, I'm going to stress this one. I thought that Ravnus, there were two. I thought there were two wolves that were still slowed, and Ravnus was next to the one that's not directly next to me. No, there was three total wolves slowed. The other two were killed. Okay, so, so this yeah, is now the this last is a, one. Yeah. A new problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> How bad could it be? Okay, you know what I'm going to do for the first time in my entire life? I think I'm just going to whip out my quarter staff and hit it and then back up. Oh! <laughs> Bonk. <laughs> I, I have no spells that's not going to at least damage Ravnus. Go so to horny jail. <laughs> the best plan. To, the best plan here is um is to since it's slowed, it can't attack me. So take yeah. out the quarter staff, bonk it, and back up. Yep. Go ahead and roll an attack. Uh, that is a fourteen. That hits it. It's slowed. <laughs> it has negative two to its AC. Woohoo! Oh man. Oh, uh, I get ready. I get like a negative one modifier to this thing. That's a grand total of three damage. <laughs> wow. You bonked it. <laughs> Horny tail it. for you. Bonk. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I think it would almost be comical. Like, Ravnus would just see me pull out a quarter stop and just bam, and then run away. <laughs> Where did you even get that, Marco? I've always had it. I just never pulled it out. What? Yeah. Where do you keep it? <laughs> I mean, considering this is a quarter step, like this has to be like visible on my purse. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure he's had it like tucked, like like with his pack. Everyone like, just back. sort of like erases it from there. Yeah, <laughs> blends in with the whole Marco milieu. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just... it's not in, it's not in the official. Art, yeah, so. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Pull out this quarter step I never use. Bonk and back away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Zareth is going to step up next to Ravnus. First attack is going to hit. Nine points of damage. Second attack is going to miss. All right. Merrick is in here now. Merrick is going to swing, and he's actually going to hit it. Hey, good job. <laughs> he deals a respectable seven points of bludgeoning damage. Merrick, I love you, but you were dangerously close to me. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, Merrick, Merrick, like, stepped up and, like, bonked it on the head and, like, put up his shield real fast like it was going to, like, suddenly quickly retaliate, even though it's still slow. All right. It's, it's, it's turn. It does get, it does get an attack. Um, who's it going to attack? There's, it has four, or, well, no, Marco stepped away, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It does snap at Merrick, but it misses. <laughs> Good thing Merrick had the shield up. You guys hear another deafening crack, followed by the splintering sounds of successive cracks through stone and a crumbling noise and shouts as all of your friends out on the bridge are no longer visible to you. <gasps> Woof. Hey everyone, Nick Yorceva here, your Dungeon Master and Secret Planeswalker. So if you don't mind, I have a 430 with Minx and Boo over at the Laughing Beholder on the Rock of Brawl, so let's wrap this up. Thanks for listening to this 10th episode of Chapter 6 of Tales of the Voidfarer. 
Like I said at the top of the show, if you are enjoying Tales of the Voidfarer and all the other content we create here at Project Derailed, we'd be incredibly appreciative if you considered supporting us over on Patreon. Now with a single $5 subscription tier, get access to patron-exclusive Discord channels, extended Q&A episodes, and a whole extra podcast where the Derailed team just sits around and bullshits about whatever. And we know not everyone is able to pitch in, but you can always support the show at no cost to you by leaving a review on iTunes or simply spreading the word on social media. And as always, just thanks for listening. Visit patreon.com slash project derailed if you'd like to subscribe. You should give us a follow on our social media if you haven't already, at Voidfarer Podcast on Facebook and at Voidfarer Pod on Twitter. If you haven't checked out Cape Chronicles, our new Masks A New Generations podcast, you should absolutely get on that. Fiona and myself, along with our friends Roger, Chelsea, and GM Cliff, get into teenage superhero hijinks one issue at a time. The next episode comes out tomorrow at the time of this release, and you can always catch new episodes every first and third Wednesday of the month. Stick around for a trailer at the end of the show. Fables Around the Table, she is still going strong. This season, we are playing the death metal-inspired RPG Morkborg. GM Chelsea Rexinger leads Garrett, Annalise, and Josh on a gnarly tale of blood, flesh, and bone in this chapter of Fables Around the Table. Come hang out with us at the Project Derailed Community Discord, where we are always hanging out, chatting about whatever, sharing memes, and playing games. So head to projectderailed.com discord to come say hi to us. Do you like stuff? We got stuff. Do you want our stuff? Of course you do. Our stuff is cool, wearable, and collectible merch featuring characters and art from Tales of the Voidfair, Fables Around the Table, and all of our other shows, with new stuff getting added all the time. Buy our stuff from the Project Derailed Redbubble store at bit.ly slash derailed shop. We got stuff. Theme song and other original music by Tom Goldthwaite with additional music by purple-planet.com. The next episode of Tales of the Void Fair lands on Tuesday, June 7th, 2022. See you then. Roll some damage. Who was out on the bridge still? It was, it was, because there were still wolves out there. Yeah. It was everybody but the three of us and Merrick. <laughs> is is Ezrath, Ezrath is inside. Ezrath is with you guys. Yeah. Uh, so Brohane, Roxana, Rinzar, and Scriv. So everyone from our ship plus Rinzar, as long as, basically. As long as Merrick's okay. So we get Merrick and Ezrath. <laughs> we get to keep the ship team. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and it does look like the wolves fell, too. Nick was tired of these super long initiatives. <laughs> he was like, God, cut some They're all long. dead! <laughs> well, it can't be all bad. <laughs> Goes to the wolves. And we still get to keep Ezerath and Merrick. They balance out to a 50% efficiency. <laughs> okay. Um, and you hear, like, the giants shouting and stuff, and you do hear more voices shouting as well, but you can't see what's happening right now. Flapling. Um, so behind us now is just kind of a 30-foot drop, yeah? Yeah, like, so the bridge now goes maybe about 8, 10 feet out and then has fallen away. And now there is, like, a like a 30, 40-foot gap to the other side. Uh, I am disengaging from the wolf that I'm right next to. 
Yeah. Uh, and running to the end of the bridge uh, to where it cuts off now and just seeing if people are okay. Yeah. Um, so you step up and you see a very chaotic scene 30 feet down below. You see that your friends are in like a pile of snow and rubble. They seem to be okay. Like they're not like knocked unconscious or anything, but they're still like prone and partially buried. You see there's a 15 foot tall frost giant standing with a huge club next to a support nearby. The other frost giant, equally as tall, is now fighting a group of individuals that you did not previously see. Um, A few of them are gith, many of them are not, and they seem to be attacking the giant with a variety of makeshift weapons and armor. Hmm. Okay. Um, The giant who's still at the pillar does not seem to have an eye towards the crew. Oh, no, he does. He does. Uh, he, he appears to be the one that just had the finishing blow on the bridge, right. and now he is turning to bear down on your friends. Can you remind me one more time who's down there? Uh, it is Brohane, Roxana, Scriv, and Rinzar, and Inira. Scriv. The spider. Um, who do I give a shit about down there? <laughs> um, I guess Roxana is my boss. Good to give a shit about Scriv. Oh, who cares about Scriv? Brohane. All right. Brohane's spider is cool. I'll save Euro before I save Brohane. (laughs) (laughs) Brohane was going to brew you beer. That's true. Well, yeah, fruit beer. Uh, Okay. Tell you what. um, I'm going to... Is there anything up here? I don't... I I can't envision this bridge. I don't know if it's solid or like if there are little like tresses on it, but can I tie a rope to anything and toss it down? Uh, yeah, you could find, like, a stone truss work yeah. uh, then <laughs> that you can lash a rope around. That's how I'm spending my turn, is tying a, sure. a nice knot and then throwing a rope down and saying, um, you know, it's not safe up here, but it's safer than down there. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. So Scriv is going to pull himself out of the rubble. He looks like he has a pretty heavy limp, but he's going to glance up at you into the rope and then at the giant and says... Um, thank you. It might be a second before we could get there. We might have more pressing issues. Like? The giant whose shadow he's standing in. Oh, right, yeah. (laughs) It's to get out of that, ding dong. (laughs) Probably get to distract something. Let's go. Uh, (laughs) Um... (laughs) That was Scrib's free action, Mm -hmm. but Scrib is going to look at the giant and say... How is the weather up there? (laughs) (laughs) Hot enough for you? (laughs) Fuck it, we're leaving him. Yeah, goodbye, Scriv. (laughs) Scriv is literally standing within the giant's reach, so he wouldn't have been able to get away without taking the attack of opportunity. Sure, sure. Seven points of psychic damage. All right, so now Rinzar's turn. Rinzar's going to pull himself out kind of look around in confusion and kind of curse under his breath. And let's see, can he get to the rope? Nope. He can't get to the rope without avoiding the giant. So he's going to engage the giant for now. Couple punches. First one misses. Second one hits. All right. Uh, Ravenous and Marco. Um, do you want to go first or should I? Because um. I think Ravenous is going to go over to check 
if you wanted to do something to the wolf, she was probably going to like attack it and then move to check on everyone. I have a better plan for the giant, but um, if Flapwing, you want- do you like relay back what you're seeing to the group? Yes. Hey, they fell down. <laughs> Parsed that much out. How are they? They're okay, but the giant is like right up on them. Um, I'm gonna look to Ravnus and say, "Wolf or giant? Take your pick." Um, oh man, these these wolves have been really squishy. She's going to say, "Giant." All right. Um, seventy-five you go hit first. points of squishy. <laughs> <laughs> we got him down in like three rounds. It's squishy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's four billion of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you go first, so you can uh, you you can clear my uh my range here. So once you go, I can bomb it. Yeah, I think she actually will just leave the. Hmm. Okay, so she's like, how how far away is it from the exit of the room? Like, how far would she need to go? Back to like the bridge. Yeah, I think uh, she's it, thinking it's... of like going down to the others. Like right. Down so the if you if you backtrack to the where the bridge collapsed, uh, it's it's only twenty five feet, but they're down thirty feet. Mm-hmm. Or you could try to get past the wolf somehow and go down the stairs and presumably find a way down that way. But you've not been that way, so you don't know what's down there. Yeah. Um, I think that she's going to go the way of... Um, how smart is she? Yeah, she's going to know the way... She's going to go the way that they know what's Got there. It. So she's going to go down to the rope and basically get as far as she can get down to her uh, crewmates, shipmates. Sure. Yeah, so you you could use your movement to get to where Luckbeak's standing, basically at the edge. You get away from the wolf just fine because it's slowed and can't can't do anything about it. So do you go down the rope? Yep. Okay. Um, I'll say like going down the rope is pretty easy, um, especially if you don't mind a little bit of rope burn. Um, and I would let you like basically just using your action to dash get to the bottom of the rope. Okay. And I think that's all she can do. I'm totally yep. agog. I'm like, we're go they're going up. We're not going down. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. So Ravnus, you, you kind of see this chaos, this battle happening, and grab the rope and partially slide, partially repel your way down. And you get to the bottom uh, and turning to look up at this giant. And you see across the way, kind of standing on a pile of rubble overseeing the, the fight from the other side, a Githyanki you recognize. Yep. You see Kazath standing there. Kiss ass, yeah. Kiss ass. Kazath <laughs> standing there in makeshift armor. It's makeshift in the sense that it's it's stuff that has been found, but it does seem to be things that look like it. They are in pretty good condition. Like he has he has a breastplate that looks actually kind of similar to the one you have, though it has a different design on it and some like large pauldrons that kind of broaden his silhouette a little bit. But he is holding a massive fucking great axe across his shoulders. As he's kind of surveying the fight below. That's going to be fine. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, Marco. <laughs> All right. Um, the second that Ravnus is out of range, uh, fireball fourth level deck save. Uh, it fails. <laughs> okay, here we go. Best part of D&D, adding shit together. <laughs> <laughs> the 
best part of blowing up. Remember that. 29. <laughs> you, uh, you cast the spell, and suddenly the entire, that half of the room and the staircase is just engulfed in fire, and as the fire dissipates, there's no more wolf. <laughs> it's just gone. <laughs> yeah. See, they're squishy. Nice. You gave me shit for saying that. They're you super squishy. You whip it down to, like, 12 hit points. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... I will take, like, the chunk of wolf that currently hit my head and drop it on the ground. Um, I will use my movement to move at least to the gaping former bridge hole, and that's all I can do. Yeah, you get there, so you're now standing next to uh, Lucky. Yeah. All right. She uh, went down! <laughs> as you say that, Ezerath is going to leap over you and leap down. You! <laughs> I'll look at Flapwing and say... Uh, are you at all surprised? Well, you just uh, cleared the way. We were, <laughs> and then they were, uh, I don't know. Ezerath is using her Psy Power Leap um, to get down, and you see there's a pulse of purple energy that kind of cushions her landing. I will also say to Flapwing, make sure Mar- uh, Merrick does not follow. Okay. <laughs> Wait, are you going? No, I can do stuff far better from up here, but I can't verify that for Merrick. Oh, got you. Okay. Don't talk about me like I'm not here! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're right over there. Yeah, don't go down the rope. (laughs) Merrick, Flapwing is your buddy. Don't separate (laughs) from your buddy. I hold Merrick's hand. (laughs) Fine. (laughs) I have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, interestingly, uh, you guys are standing here surveying the battle. You see Brohane was, like, partially under a bunch of snow and ice, and a bunch of it just kind of gets pushed away, and you actually see that in the fall, Ira had, like, turned over and collapsed all of her legs around Brohane to protect him in the fall. And she, like, retracts her mechanical legs, throwing a bunch of rubble off of Brohane, and he kind of leaps out mostly unharmed, just with a couple scratches. And uh, he's going to look around, and you, you're too far away to hear him, but you can read his mouth very distinctly, where he just says, shite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Giants time. He's going to make one attack against Scriv and miss, and another attack against Roxana and hit. And oof. Okay. Yeah, so Roxana's just barely getting up onto her feet and glances up just in time to see the side of this giant's club just hit her square in the chest, knocking her 15 feet backwards, and she rolls in a heap in the snow. And you just see her just barely move to push herself back up. She is no longer doing very well. That was Roxana, you said? That was Roxana. She got knocked clean off her feet. Oh. And she's now, like, officially bloodied. Okay. So, the other giant is fighting off this group of survivors. You see it take a swing and just, like, pulverize a guy into a bloody mess in the snow. It is now Roxana's turn. She's going to stand up and, like, kind of limp over to the giant and take a swing. And put a big gash in his leg. And another. She's tough. So that's going to be actually total uh, 21 points of damage. All right. Flapwing. Oh, boy. So I guess I'm just going to take some pot shots from up here, honestly. 
Makes sense. Um, so I will take a shot at the giant. The one that's attacking your friends, presumably? Yes, that would be the one. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to help the random survivors. <laughs> uh, that's a 24, and that. I assume that hits. It, it hits. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to add something, and I'm like, all right, I mean, if you just want to hear, if you just want to say a big number. like. <laughs> oh, that's all. Uh, and that's going to be five damage. Okay. Um. Mm, yeah. How how bad does the giant look? Does he look okay? He looks fine. Mm, okay. Then I'm not going to second wind. Continue. All right. Scribb's gonna healing word Roxana for. All right, that helps a little bit. Okay, it's Rinzar's turn. Rinzar's gonna attack the giant and hit once, and miss the second attack. Nine points of damage. Okay, uh, Marco and Ravnus. Um, I'm still debating Ravnus, so I'm going to defer to you. She's going to run up and attack the giant. Okay. Um, that is 15 and 9 is 24. That hits. That is 13 and another 4 psionic. All right. 17 total. And uh, that is a 28 for the next one. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I like to just hear you say it. <laughs> totally fair. Totally valid. <laughs> it's like when you ask me, oh, does a 37 hit Ravnus? <laughs> uh, and that is, ooh, that's really good. Um, eight and seven is 15 plus another seven psionic. Damn. It's 22 total. Yeah, and hopefully that distracts him a little bit from hitting my friends who are kind of worse off than me. <laughs> Probably. All right, Marco. Okay, um, let me ask real quick just to kind of get an appraisal of thing. I know Roxana got beat back. We have Ravnus and uh, Ezareth fighting, right? Uh, fighting the, the giant, Ezareth, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, not, not fighting each other, fighting the giants. Right. <laughs> that would be extremely funny, though, but yeah. <laughs> and we have these two just beating the you shit out of my kill. <laughs> the giants are confused more than anything. Yeah. Um, you always do this. <laughs> is every, is that, if I remember, is everybody fighting at this point? Is anyone trying to get away? It, it appears like everyone is fighting. Like, uh, Merrick and. Flapwing stayed up on the, the ridge with you. Okay, that's what I was thinking. But it seems like the quick analysis of the fight is going to be that it's going to be pretty difficult to slip away without dealing with the giants first. Okay, I was going to maybe f facilitate that a little bit, but if if we're already fighting, um, that's not yeah, going to be helpful. fight is very much underway, but unless there's like a way to convey something to your allies and then you can come up with an escape plan, like then by all means, but... No, fight is definitely engaged. Um, I think how far away is uh, Kissass's group? I should actually say his name, Kazath. Kazath. <laughs> uh, so they are fighting the giant that's further away. So um, while the your friends are fighting the giant that's like thirty feet down, but like maybe 25, 30 feet over, uh, they're fighting the giant is like fifty feet, fifty feet further away. Um, and Kazath himself is standing even further away than that, like okay. on the other side of the battlefield. I'm I'm cool with that because I'm going to try to uh, 
I'm just going to go ahead and cast Fog Cloud in between Kazas group and my group so that whenever the fight is over, um, they're going to have a little bit hard time seeing, like, immediate line of sight. Sure. So, yeah, that will just be my move. I'm going to be utility. So I'm going to cast Fog Cloud just to obscure my friends without losing their line of sight or without them losing their sight. Sure. Yeah, so, that yeah. totally works. That's a 20-foot radius sphere. That is correct. Um, just, like, directly, like, in between my friends and Kazas group. So to make sure you don't get any of your friends in the fog, you probably will be shrouding a bunch of their fight in the fog. It is what it is. I don't care about them. Okay. I mean, maybe later I'll feel bad about it, especially if they become friends. But, like, <laughs> first and foremost, I got to protect my friends. Got it. Good deal. All right. Ezareth is going to attack the giant. First attack and a miss. Second attack and a hit. Right. Merrick is standing up there next to Flapwing, and he's just like, Ah, uh, I feel so useless. It's all right, bud. Um, I'm going to hand him my crossbow. You, uh, you're going to you, give it a try. He goes, Oh, it's been a while, but okay. Uh, and he'll, uh, he'll load a bolt and fire. And he hits. Hey. He hit the giant. <laughs> he does four points of damage. <laughs> ah, ah, I hit it. Well, I guess it is kind of like hitting the side of a barn. Yeah, it's a big target. I mean, don't get too <laughs> impressed with yourself. <laughs> I feel like maybe the crossbow gets kind of like flailing about and Marco just slowly pushes it away from his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Brohane going to fling a fire vial at the giant. And it is the giant's turn. So he's going to swing at Ravnus. Ravnus, that is a 14 to hit. Nope. Second attack, 21 to hit. Nope. No. Oh, shit, because you have your Because I thing. have my shield. Uh, 22, yeah. just under. That's with the shield, or is that with... Is it, is it that high with your shield normally, or is it because of the, the, the true sight? Uh, do I... Oh... Well, I get dis attacks on me oh. at disadvantage because of true oh, sight. Oh, I forgot about that. Got yeah. it, got it. Damn. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you see these attacks coming, and it's uh, it's it's like you do see them coming a second before they happen. The giant swinging its club down, and you were able to leap up out of the way, and then it recoils, and you're able to like almost matrix like dodge it, leaning backwards as it swings over your head. And Ezerath raises her eyebrows, impressed. Because <laughs> that looked cool as shit. <laughs> yeah. She's finally looking cool in front of the NPCs. <laughs> took her so long. It took her six chapters. <laughs> <laughs> it took Marco casting a hell of a buff. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to mess it up in like two seconds. <laughs> right. All right. Roxana's turn. I'm always here to make you look cool. Flapwing. Um, man, wish there were something more interesting I could do than take pot shots. Um, but that is what I continue to do. I take a knee and I look down the scope of my barrel at the big bald head of this stupid giant. And I say to myself, this is it. This is the shot that takes him down. Uh, I got a 24. That hits. Yay. He takes seven damage. Seven damage? <laughs> <laughs> so you do hit him like square in the skull. 
and there's a spurt of blood and he like staggers and like reaches up and rubs his head and then looks up at you glaring ah, second wind shoot again <laughs> you mean uh, action surge or action surge yes did you already use the action surge I've today? N- my box is not marked so no okay I okay use, use okay. my grip point and one luck uh that sure. is a 22 that'll hit shots aha well how about six damage Six damage. So you, <laughs> you you pop him in the like hits him like kind of in like the fleshy part of his shoulder mm-hmm. in the like the neck, uh, and he like winces slightly but doesn't look away from you. Okay, I run back towards the staircase. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll come back when it's my turn. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Merrick is gonna like double take, like look back. Wait, wait, where? Come back here. What are you doing? He saw I you. I want to watch. When you hit him with the crossbow bolt, he's after you now. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> did you both run and leave me there to deal with this? <laughs> no, Merrick, Merrick didn't move yet. So. Okay. I was supposed to say, right. like, what the hell, you two? You both <laughs> shot, pissed it off, and all looked at me. <laughs> Marco, you glance away to look at Merrick and Luckbeak, and you glance back across the battlefield and you can see from like your higher vantage point across the battlefield like the fight happening on the other side of the fog cloud you do hear like shouts of like pain and people suddenly starting to die now that they can't see where they're going in the fog but what also strikes you is the seeming leader of their group is no longer standing above the battle where he was and you cannot see where he's at right now oh well that's problematic (laughs) well and actually, as you notice that, uh, the other giant, which you could see the giant who's standing well above the height of your of your fog cloud. Like, the fog cloud gets taller than the giant in the middle, but the giant is, like, beyond it and to the side. So, like, it's coming up to, like, a little over his waist height where he's at. Hmm. And you hear the giant suddenly, like, reels back in pain, letting out a roar, and you see it collapse into the fog. Hmm. Cute. Okay. Um, all right, so my, I think the best bet now is to deal with this giant so my friends can run away. Um, Mm -hmm. so, uh, fireball to the, to the fucking, uh, giant's face. Are you, like, centering it above the giant's head? Essentially, yeah. I figured that, like, since this thing is tall enough that, uh, a shot to the head would be enough to avoid my friends. My friends might get some sunburn on their scalps. Right. Yeah, okay, so I'm gonna, like, look and then angle slightly upwards, and then cast it. You lick your finger, test the wind. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Test. Yeah, right. testing for wind. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah, so dexterity saving throw. Dexterity saving throw. Uh, that is 17 plus minus 1, 16. That minus put him under. Damn. <laughs> is the DC 16? DC 16. He would meet it. Well, meeting it is beating it. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. Meets beats. Dams the rules. Oh, that's okay. I can still do damage. Do it. All right, so that would be um, 28 divided by 2 would be 14. How do you want to do this? Oh! Wow. I didn't realize I'd still do it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, um, I would think that Marco looks up, tests, um, and then just this blinding light just 
Um, and then they watch as just it just sort of like slowly falls over like the AT 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 from Empire Strikes Back. So yeah, yeah. just blows up back of the head and then just slowly topples over with a big boom. Yes, you unleash the fireball and it's like entire upper body like tits up basically just gets <laughs> engulfed in flames <laughs> and as the flames dissipate its entire body is scorched and scarred and it's like any of like the the soft tissue is like immediately burned away by the violent heat of the fireball just leaving a charred husk like uh, its entire upper body head and shoulders and it does stagger backward a step two steps its hands falling limp to its sides, and then it just squarely keels over onto its back. Dust and snow kick up to either side, mixing with the fog cloud behind it. I got something to say to Radness later. Um, <laughs> but for now, I'll just scream, run! I don't think you're going to be running anywhere. And suddenly, becoming visible, Luckbeak, there's a huge great axe blade at your neck with an armored Githyanki dispelling his invisibility standing there next to you. Merrick? Plan funny monkey. No, I don't know what that means. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Same scenario. Thunder crackles against the cloud-covered night, backlighting an ever-growing tower that pulsates and squirms. The stench of thick, dead blood from the rotting ground beneath your feet screams with the pain of every weapon rended from the grisly warriors who've met their end here. The earth quakes again as a deafening roar echoes from the slick meat tower in front of you. She calls. She is waiting. You see and hear this terrible, like, cracking of bone and rending of flesh as his form just sort of shifts and twists. Uh, maybe he's, like, juggling or something. Maybe he's found some, like, dismembered um, body parts and he's, he's using that as a distraction. Galgenbeck, what a nice city. The rotten flesh doesn't stink quite as much there. Rejoice! The fall of humanity comes. But has all of the sickness been for nothing? Find out on Fables Around the Table. She. Hey, I'm Saker. And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Do you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy we shit. Climbed in a second story window and partied in this house where we barely didn't know at all the people that was crazy holy fuck mike mitchell why well, I, I don't know how how like how much you guys really do love bare naked ladies justin mcelroy grab your tongue grab your tongue and i want you to say Our born tongue. on a pirate ship bum on the polo ship you were born on a pile of shit and many more so check it out but also if you don't like bare naked ladies we talk about them
probably like a third of the time. So. Uh, yes. That's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We could make a board game about it. As you walk down the sidewalk, passing shops of all kinds, the cold wind stinging against your cheeks as the snow beneath your feet gives a light crunching, you see a sign above your goal, Chronicle Comics. You open the door, the ding of the bell letting the clerk know someone has entered. He looks up at your familiar face and says, Hey, uh, that comic you were picking up ended its run, but it looks like the company printing it has uh, something new out. And he hands you a comic. On the cover, a city along the water at night, searchlights across the dark sky. In each light are four faces with names and contrastingly colorful font below them. Falcon Girl. No, he would not be impressed. He'd be like 50 times more pissed than he already is at me. Royale. Yeah, watching and seeing what happens isn't stopping the crime. Remix! Am I the only one confused why Quasi can whisper? Quasi Raptor. Quasi never gets to eat. Above them, in white font with yellow bordering, the words Cape Chronicles. Available every first and third Wednesday of each month starting March 2nd, 2022 from Project Derailed, wherever you get your podcasts. It is cramped in here. ProjectDerailed.com